Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Scott Danner, who is the CEO of Freedom Street Partners, a practice that supports financial advisors in their next career steps and helps them explore all available paths to secure a fulfilling future. After 15 years practicing on an employee platform, Scott founded Freedom Street and took it from $0 to $2 billion in assets under management in just five years. In today's episode, he and I talk about his Amazon number one bestseller, Freedom Street, how we learned to create a rich life, live my legacy, and own the future as a financial advisor. This book teaches you how to achieve your goals and independence. Welcome to Lifeology. James, thanks so much for having me. I, I can't wait to get started. Yes, I am looking forward to this. In the pre-call, we talked about you are in Chesapeake, Virginia. I did my graduate work in Norfolk, Virginia. So obviously we have a lot in common already. So I can't wait to get started as well. Now, how did you even get into this financial word, world? It's a cool story. Um, I was working in the attorney general's office and I was working mm-hmm. in financial crimes, investment fraud, identity theft, and doing uh, speaking across the state for the AG um, who didn't win the governor's race and I didn't have a job. And I called one of my uh, many aunts who are amazing in in my life, my mom's sister, Paulette, who said, I think you'd be great in this industry and I think you need to interview for this job. And I applied at Edward Jones, three weeks I was hired and I began my journey developing something that uh, would turn out to be a really great path for me. You know, it's, that's fantastic. It's, it's always interesting because when life throws us things and it happens all the time and we're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And so of course that's a natural response. And I always teach people, you have your first response and then your second response. The first response is always usually grief or like oh, the, oh my gosh, the world is over, which is totally normal. And then the second response is now what do I do with this information? So I'm sure for you, that's like, oh my gosh, this person didn't get reelected. What am I going to do with my, my, my path is, is, is uncertain. And then all of a sudden your aunt I gave you this information and now look at you today being one of the experts in this world. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
and and James having somebody to call. I mean, the powerful uh, ability to be able to call someone and show grief, show a little weakness, mm-hmm. and then be able to have someone build you up and even guide you. All I needed was a little bit of guidance. I was already yeah. kind of there in my brain, but I needed some help. Yeah. And I think that's one of the really cool things. I had interviewed uh, Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank uh, last year, and he was talking a lot about mentorship. And so that's so important. You had someone, whether they're your mentor or not, but everybody has somebody that they can get advice from. And it doesn't necessarily mean they have to be the expert in their field, but everybody, just like Lifeology, we have life lessons to learn and life lessons to teach. So I'm so glad that you had someone that you were able to talk to and help them or help they were able to help you then become this person. And that's really the, the thing as well for you is you advise advisors to be able to really help their clients as well, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because advisors are great for their entire careers at helping you envision what the, the, the next chapter may look like. But so mm-hmm. many of them are so great at it that they forget to do it for themselves or they haven't yeah. really thought of themselves, almost like a parent does their children where they, they are the last to get new clothes. They're the last to buy new mm-hmm. things because their kids are eating first. So it's, it's, not, a, it's not a negative in, in the, the way that you might think. It's really just they're serving so many people that they miss the chance to serve themselves. And so not everybody, but we found that to be quite a, a common thing. Yeah. Well, I think even in my field as well, when it comes to, to psychology, uh, well, you know, I had I had a really big practice in DC and I was always like, oh yeah, I'll take one more patient, just one more patient. And pretty soon I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't have any free time. And so that is, that's something I think of people in a helping industry or service industry of some sort that we do kind of put our needs behind us. And I, and I was reading the aspects of your book is you really help the advisors kind of make sure that their needs are being met first because if they're not first, but as well, because if you don't have that balance or the symmetry of that and how, how effective are you? And I use my hands in my quotations for those who can't see me. How effective are you when it comes to um, being the best you can be to advise your clients? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I think when I, when I thought of creating rich life, living a legacy and owning the future, it really came down to what are some of the very things that people need to have to move on to the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, defining what a rich life was to somebody. If if a rich life was only money related, it was empty. If a rich yeah. life was only business related, it was empty. If your impact was only your business, it was empty. And so, you know, owning your future and moving into the next chapter was really about something bigger than yourself, but exploring yourself to find out what you mm-hmm. need, not just what you've been giving to everybody else. I love how everybody has a different version of this. And I love your, your version is a rich life. I think that's it's obviously great planned words for what you do. Brilliant, brilliantly marketed. Uh, and I always look at that as, as a quality of life. And so what, one thing I always teach is we could do like a, a graph of fulfillment or in other words, graph of quality of life. And so what I always tell people is you break your life down into as many components as possible for, you know, financial relationship, spirituality, um, health, wellness, retirement, whatever that might be, is the more categories you can break it down to, you put those down on a horizontal line, the different categories. And then on the vertical line, you create tick marks, one to 10. And then you take it maybe some time to think about it for like the last six months. In the last six months, and you can then rate where each of those are when it comes to being fulfillment. And then when you have this wonderful snapshot of this graph of, wow, I have some really great areas. And unfortunately, some areas I did not realize are maybe more of a deficit. So learning how to move those widgets around to allows your life to level up in all areas. So you create the rich life that you're talking about to live a life that's on your terms as well. Yeah, I love that. I mean, ultimately, if you're not measuring it, does it matter? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to measure it and take a self-assessment. And I think yeah. we do this 
a lot on the fly, but a lot of people don't actually sit and think about it. I did it just yesterday. I was reshuffling and I just decided, hey, my morning was way too packed. How can I slow down Mm -hmm. and go back to basics? I was already doing X. How can I do X plus Y plus Z at the pace that's right? Mm, That's working smarter, not harder. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it is. (laughs) Let's transition into your book, Freedom Street, How I Learned to Create a Rich Life, Live My Legacy, and Own the Future as a Financial Advisor. Tell me more about that. I think um, what's really cool is I, I, I wrote this book and it was going to be a how-to for financial advisors because it came mm-hmm. from serving them in the next chapter when they're retiring or separating from their business. And so many of them are so uh, unprepared from the, the, the standard of, of the rich life, the impact, et cetera. And then it really blossomed into my version and my stories that led yeah. me to those conclusions and those thoughts. And I used real examples in the book of things that happen in my life, whether it was my relationship with my parents and, and um, how important and impactful they were or understanding what a rich life really was. I tell a story in there about my son asking me, hey, dad, would you be rich if you didn't have us? And I, I, was, I <laughs> chuckled. It was like, you know, you chuckle at that. It's funny. Yeah. And, um, and, and I was like, well, yes, in some ways, but I would be empty. If, if I didn't have the ability to invest in you as humans, if we didn't have mm-hmm. the ability to, to really have everything that, that we have today, I don't know how I would view rich. It would be a completely different yeah. definition. And I think this exercise, James, when you go through it with people, it really opens up their stories. And when you start exploring, you'll love this because this is what you do. But when you explore their story, you can mm-hmm. find the hidden meaning to some of the things they've been working towards or for. Yeah. And that's really what this is about. It's an exploration of understanding your story through some of mine. And hopefully mm-hmm. you enjoy the challenges and the failures and the successes that I explain in there. Yeah. And one of the great things about your book that I really like is the fact that you use those anecdotes you know, about your life as well. Because uh, from a narrative psychology standpoint, and what that basically means is you tell a story with a lesson and the and person who's reading it can put them, themselves in, the, in that the character's shoes. And from there, they learn the lesson. In fact, that's what I do when I work with kids is you tell them a story. And so as you tell the story, you're like, what do you think the consequences would be of this person who did this? And I'm like, well, James, I think it would be this. I'm like, exactly. So does that sound familiar? Anyways, the whole point is, is that the narrative aspect of it is exactly what you do with your anecdotes. And it's so important because people can find any, anything that you write about, they, it can be applicable to their life. And so they may not have the same background as you, but they've all experienced a lot of the same things that you have experienced in your life. And that helps them kind of um, assimilate the lessons that you teach. Yeah, it's so true. I think the, the you know, ultimately it was funny. The exploration of, of building a book starts mm-hmm. off with kind of evaluating your successes and your failures. And, and in looking back at all my failures, it took days to really accumulate all the things and the stories that I almost had forgotten, some of yeah. which were, were really large in my life and that I had almost kept away because you just be, you're so focused on the future that you, you kind of miss, um, you know, you have to have gratitude for the past mm-hmm. and the future. Not yeah. just where you, and obviously the present is mandatory, but the mm-hmm. past gets lost for entrepreneurs. We, we kind of yes, press and we push. And, and so it was really a, a great process. And I talk a little bit about some trauma that I, that I had when I was young 
And um, that seems to be, to your point, resonating with people, even mm. if th- nothing in their lives has to do with financial advising, it's the, it's the battle with something that we overcame, something that yeah. we all uh, understand together. Yes. And, you know, I always like to just refer to our life like a jigsaw puzzle. So everything in our life, every event in our life is like one of the jigsaw puzzle pieces. And so sometimes when we're putting a puzzle piece or puzzle together, we'd be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. This is the border and I can see where this is. But sometimes life happens like, I don't understand this. Why did this happen? You know, so for people who have a higher power, like I have a higher power. So like, God, I don't understand this. Why did this happen? And so it's when you take a step back and find that perspective, you're like, ah, this is why. So for example, for you, that the attorney or the, the person wasn't reelected and you're like, well, this doesn't feel good. I don't like this jigsaw puzzle piece. But the next thing you know, your aunt Paulette, shout out to her, by the way, uh, she connected you with this and this and this and this. So all of a sudden those jigsaw pieces came together to create who you are. And so that's one thing I always tell people is if you're, if you don't like certain events in your life and rightly so, it wasn't your fault, things happened to you. So sorry that happened. But if you can take a step further and say, well, because of that, this opportunity happened or this opportunity happened. And when you look at yourself right now, you can say, I actually really like myself and I couldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through all those events. Now, of course, we don't want to go through those again, but when we did, and so what do you do with that? So when you can see how they link together, then your life becomes more fulfilled and you're able to say, yes, I now moving forward, create the rest of the jigsaw puzzle piece to see what that picture actually looks like. And so I think it's a really cool example of how, you know, we don't like things in life, but give it a couple seconds longer. And all of a sudden, you'll see how the next event links to the next event and the next event. And pretty soon, just like you, the successful person that I'm speaking with today. Yeah, I was asked on, a, on another podcast a couple of weeks ago, you know, what was one of the biggest learning lessons from writing the book? And it mm-hmm. was that exact point, how the dots connected the way they yeah. were supposed to. I couldn't be where I am today without having the dots all connect. And the, it's not linear. It's all over the place. The dots are up and down and sideways. And, and there's a, there's no, um, perfect direction except for the place that you end up and how Mm. we view where we end up versus where we want to go is so empowering. If we choose to view it as right, as where we're supposed to be. You know, as we're talking here, it made me think, you know, you're talking about creating a rich life. And once again, for people just joining us, we're talking with Scott Danner and we're in his book, Freedom Street, How I Learned to Create a Rich Life, Live My Legacy, and Own the Future as a Financial Advisor. How do you help people avoid burnout? Because as advisors or people who are just in life, so much happens. And so we can just get so overwhelmed and so bogged down. How do you help them create the rich life and avoid the burnout? I think that's a great question. And I think it really comes down to what they love. When I'm consulting mm. with any business owner, any client or any advisor client, it's, it's really trying to identify what lights them up. What lights you up? What do you, what yeah. do you get excited about in life? And how does that come together in what you do? And if you can actually pull together where passion and your relationships and your work come together, you know, that's how, that's how the wine festival came about that we, mm-hmm. we were talking about the wine festival previously, you know, and it's a big charity event. Frankly, I loved wine. I thought it was an awesome thing that, that I wanted to learn more about. And, and if we could raise money in the community doing it, then that would be great. And then there were business benefits because when you start raising millions of dollars for the community, people trust you in a different way. And I yeah. found so many links to something I love as simple as just finding something like a glass of wine. But what it is to that person is the key. What is it to you? How can you find that passion 
so that we can develop it into something that you do every day. And um, it's in everybody's work. You can mm-hmm. find it if you're helping people. And, you know, Zig Ziglar says three things is all you need to be successful. Three things. And number one is you have to find the successful, successful businesses. You got to help people. Number two mm-hmm. is if you're helping people, you have to turn a profit. A lot of times people feel like they want to help people, but they forget if they don't make money at it, they don't stay in business. And then yes. number three is you have to serve something bigger than yourself. And for me, it's God. And I think yes. if you're helping people and you're turning a profit and you're serving a higher power, you know, all these things kind of just come to fruition and your passion and your mm-hmm. relationships and your work meld together in a, in a special way. That's wonderfully said. When I hear all that, because it's, you know, even when I would, when you have to write your dissertation, you have to look at the three components. And so that Venn diagram, the same thing as Zig Ziglar said, is you have to find all the different parts that you're really interested in. And then when all those come together, that becomes your thesis for your dissertation. So I think in everything in life, when you have, all, when you're able to really reflect on what is it you like, like you said, and what are things you don't like, then it definitely will help you find your, your passion. Well, how did, what would be a way that you would maybe give people a suggestion like that. So some people are like, okay, well, I don't, my, my financial standpoint is not where I want it to be. Um, but I do like things. How do you help people say, yes, I could probably make a business out of this. And I know, you know, I'm putting you on the spot here, but how can you help people say, this is something I really enjoy. And all of a sudden, how do I do something about that? I think it's, you know, your, your, uh, your strengths turned up too loud or often your blind spots. And so, mm. uh, for me, the question you're asking is what I do all the time. I mean, I had a client in uh, several weeks ago, and we were talking about uh, coaching, and they're a very, very uh, successful coach uh, in youth sports. And I started mm-hmm. talking and asking questions about what that next chapter might look like for them. Could they p- potentially consult other coaches mm-hmm. to find success in that mm-hmm. in in that same realm? Do they want to work more with children? Do they want to work more with coaches? Do they want to actually teach and form a course? And then yeah. replicate it so it can be sold and, and do they want to offer it free to YouTube? You know, and I just started going through these questions and you could see them light up on certain things and you could see them dim down on others. And I just try to really hone in on what lights them up again. And, and I feel like if, if we do that, if we were to talk about, you know, uh, your composing and, and the things that, that go from one chapter to the next, like the books and, you know, you're, you're going to find this passion mm-hmm. that, that it's going to be like, oh, how could we turn this into something even greater? Everybody yeah. has that in us. And I love that because it's, it's so true because, you know, as you're talking about different things, I was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm doing here. This is what I'm doing here. And I understand the concept of when you light up versus all of a sudden you're like, wah, wah. but, but it is true because I think everyone listening right now, you know, just have a dialogue with somebody or, you know, just think, think of it, about it with, to yourself as far as what, what do I really enjoy? Uh, my mom, she was, um, love my mom. Shout out to my mother, by the way. Um, so she, uh, she was talking to me and she's like, James, I, I really want to do this, this and this, but I don't know how to do it. What do you think? And so all of a sudden, I obviously know her well. And so I was like, well, this is where I see where this intersects. And she's like, oh my gosh, this is great. And so she's creating a whole new um, vision for herself and what she's going to be doing. But, but it's true because she was able to really pinpoint what those things she likes. She doesn't like the business aspect of it. Doesn't know how to do some of these things, which is fine, but to find that intersect. So I think, you know, when we look at the world around us, everybody, especially nowadays with technology, there's so many more opportunities. Like for me, I left my practice in DC and I was like, I don't want to be, I don't, I just want to be location independent so I can do whatever it is I want to do. And I wasn't really sure yet, but 
I know for me, I, I like to talk, obviously. <laughs> I've interviewed my patients for years. I used to be on television uh, when I was younger in movies, et cetera. And so I was like, well, how do I, how do, we do all this? And so I just looked at those three things and those, that's where my intersect happened. And so I started on YouTube and went to podcast, then went to radio, and now we're filming my TV show. And so there's so many cool things that are happening, but I think, you know, like with you as well, I'm no different, you're no different, my mom's no different than anybody who's listening right now. If there's a will, there's a way. Whatever we think about is the more, or that's the direction our life goes. Yeah. What, what does freedom mean to you? And, and that is the question that I ask. That's how I formed our company. That's what I built Freedom Street, the book in and around is the question of defining that freedom. What makes you feel free? How are you living life with freedom? And if it's the boundaries of where you live, it's, if it's the ability to, to spend more time with mom. You know, bring it up, mom. I'll give a shout out to my mom and dad who are amazing as well. Uh, my mom's reading my book right now. And uh, awesome. and so you that's a unique thing when she's highlighting chapters and sending it to you um, and then saying, I love this. Or or mm-hmm. when I, I disagreed with her on something the other day and she actually quoted a chapter in my book and threw it back <laughs> at me, <laughs> which was awesome. I you love know, that. It's awesome. Isn't that, I mean, that's authentic and, and <laughs> that's a beautiful relationship and I'm very proud yeah. of that, but, but you're exactly right. It's, it's living life with freedom. What does it mean to you? What are you searching for in your life and how can you go out and grab it for yourself and how can the mm-hmm. people around you help you reach it? Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure so many people listening right now will say, that's great but I can't do this because of this, or I can't do what he what Scott's saying because of that. How do you help people kind of let go of that fear? Yeah. Well, I think, I think ultimately self-awareness is really important. So try to be self-aware to understand what you can and can't do and don't lie to ourselves. There's a mm-hmm. sub chapter in here that says you can lie to me, but you can't lie to yourself because yeah. we often will, will do both. And that can be a little bit scary. So I would say Nike made a beautiful business and a tagline out of, out of what we need to do. And it's called mm-hmm. just do it. It's not called just try it. It's not called let's put our pinky toe in and dabble in it. <laughs> it means just do it. And even if it's one small action a day, yeah. what if we want to be um, an author, for example, write every day, I don't care if it's for three minutes a day, two minutes a day, read every day, you know, just something that's small five to 10 minutes a day that moves the needle, I think that's how you get away from fear. You have to get, fear is only beat with action. Yes. One of my favorite quotes is the last person, the last person in the race beats the person on the couch. And so that's a wonderful analogy as well is because once you, like you said, everything you do, you do something just a little bit, you did more than you did the day before. 100%. What's next for you? You know, I think um, you talked about your practice and moving into the next chapter. I think the, the, the easiest answer is I have been doing a ton of YouTube videos. I've been building mm-hmm. content for a couple of years with no real purpose. Everybody mm-hmm. around me is like, why do you keep doing all these videos? And um, honestly, I'm getting such great feedback from people because That's of awesome. our message, the things we're talking about right now. So I saw not just helping one client at a time, which I still love to do, but helping advisors help hundreds of clients and then helping individuals in the world make it a better place. You know, more people uh, get rid of the fear and start doing things. I, I, I just want to be a catalyst for ev- anyone that needs it to really step into that next chapter for themselves confidently. Mm-hmm. 
That's awesome. I know. So tell me more about your, your YouTube channel. So these, I'm assuming these, these videos are about finances. Is that true? Yeah. So I, I probably spend 95% not talking about finances because I believe okay. almost everything financial is mindset. And so I spend most of the time, most of the successful people I've coached and consulted and have been clients have the right mindset to mm. create financial wealth, financial stability, and finances. Our tagline is life, wealth, optimization, but life always comes first. So my videos revolve around the life parts that get you ready so that when you're ready to take action and just do it, your mind is there already. You're already prepared. And the action steps of staying focused and loyal and confident and structured and, and processed, those are easy because you've prepared yeah. the brain. And, and to use uh, psychology about that as well. So cognitive for those of you who want to research this, cognitive behavioral therapy, there's an offshoot that's called rational emotive behavioral therapy. So if you want to research that, you may. But what that talks about is whatever you perceive to be true, what you focus on determines what you feel. Your feelings then tell your body how to respond. Either that's through the chemical reactions that create dopamine or create the fight or flight, or it can just create physical action of you getting up and walking somewhere. And so that's exactly what you're saying, Scott, is whatever you focus on, whatever you ruminate on, whatever you meditate on. Most people think, well, I can't meditate. You know, I can't sit still. But if you worry about something, well, that's actually meditating. So anything you do, if you, if you think about it over and over, that's a form of meditation. So you have to be very mindful of what are you thinking about? And if you're thinking about something that brings you joy or brings you a sense of fulfillment, then yes. And all of a sudden your body is going to create the emotions. You're going to have the dopamine explosion in your head. And all of a sudden you're going to have the, the, the action to help you really enact whatever it is that you are, that you've set your, your minds to. It's awesome. Psychology always makes something that we say sound so much smarter and better than it actually <laughs> sounded coming out of my mouth. <laughs> That's hysterical. Let's go, Tanner. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. Thank you so much. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this book, Freedom Street, How I Learned to Create a Rich Life, Live My Legacy, and Own the Future as a Financial Advisor, where will they find this information online? Go to Amazon and buy the book on Amazon. Audible will be out later this month. Um, YouTube, Scott Danner, very easy. Check us out, share our stuff. I think it can help make the world a better place. And, and obviously, um, scottdanner.com is another way to find it. If you actually need some extra help or you want some consulting, we're here to help and coach. Excellent. My listeners also know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at jamesmillerlifeology.com and I will link you with Scott. Scott, thank you once again for being an amazing guest today. I truly appreciate all your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. I am very, very grateful for being a guest on your show. Thank you. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.